playing the 7-2 offsuit game with Brad Owen at 25.50. If you win with 7-2, you collect 200 bucks per person. Let's see if Brad can win. We're under the gun. I raised a 200. The cutoff calls. The button calls as well. His name's Paul. He's the player who just beat me with seven deuce. I'm definitely out for revenge. The flop comes. Queen six three with two clubs. We've got nothing like we'll normally have nothing with the worst hand in poker. Still, I'm going for it. I bet 400 to win what's in the middle plus an additional 1400 from the table. So we open up the seven two offsuit under the gun. Should we even play it to begin with? Probably, especially if you're on the tighter side. Now, if your opponents are very inclined just to never ever fold anything to you because they think that you're loose, aggressive, and battly, maybe in some world you should actually just let the 7-2 go under the gun. But look, you get paid 200 per person for winning. That's a lot. You got to go for it. It's very different if you get paid one big blind per person. In this spot, we're getting paid four big blinds per person, which is a pretty big 7-2 offsuit game. So you got to go for it. Brad does. He gets two callers. Queen, six, three. This is a board that's uncoordinated enough to where I would feel pretty reasonable just betting the flop and you know, probably triple barreling if we don't get too much action. If the board was much more coordinated, such as queen, ten, nine, or something like that, it's definitely best just to give up because it's far too likely one of your two opponents has something pretty good. But on a board like this, most of your opponents are going to have at best a queen or a draw. And, you know, look, the queen's not really going to fold by the river too often, but everything worse will. So go for it. Brad goes for 400 into 770. Or he goes 400 into 775, which is nice. It's what you would do if you had a queen or pocket aces, I imagine. So, sure, nice bet size. The cutoff folds. The button is much stickier. He calls. We're down to heads up. The turn is the eight of hearts, giving us some more nothing. And at this point, you may have the same question as Squint's Paladoris, which is, how can we have some more or something if we haven't had anything yet? I have bigger things on my mind at the moment, like how do we win this pot? I go with another bet of 1100. So in this scenario, the pot is 1,575. And you need to ask yourself, am I gonna have a better chance of getting my opponent to fold or perhaps overfold compared to what GTO would recommend? If I start overpotting it on the turn and then blasting the river, they are about $15,000 deep here. Or will I have a better chance going for a bet that my opponent will think that I would do with a wider value range like king-queen? And it definitely depends player to player. Some players will drastically overfold if you overpot it on the turn. If you go for 1800 in this situation, as to be fair, you wouldn't mind doing with a hand like ace-queen, king-queen, pocket-kings, and it's almost always good but vulnerable, then I definitely think that a large bet is ideal because most people are not going to find an adequate amount of bluffs with flush draws and straight draws. They just don't go for over bets. And I will say in general, across the board, in most cash games, not necessarily 25-50, but in most cash games, almost no one overbets often enough. And for that reason, I do think you will get a lot of overfolds to that bet size unless your opponent thinks that you would only overbluff or drastically overbluff with the 7-2. So you have to be a little bit careful in this spot when you are playing the 7-2 game. We actually discussed this concept thoroughly in the advanced cash game course that you can watch right now at pokercoaching.com. We'll put links down there below. Anyway, Brad does go for a bet of 1100, which I think is much more consistent with a hand like queen-jack or king-queen, something like that. Now, the question becomes, will the opponent think that Brad's going to be betting those hands in that manner, or is he, going again, just going to heavily 
sway him towards bluffs. And it's tough to know without knowing who the opponent actually is. But look, I think it's fine to keep betting. I mean, you get paid a ton of extra money whenever you win with a 7-2, so you might as well go for it. The button just doesn't want to let us have it. He calls. This has turned into a big pot, and we don't want to get too carried away trying to win with seven deuce. The river is the five of spades. Pause, pause, pause. Slow down, Brad. Brad likes to talk quickly, almost as fast as I do. The river is the five of spades. The pot is $3,775, and we have something like 13000 remaining in our stack. In this situation, playing the 7-2 offsuit game, what do you think Brad should do in this spot? You think he should check and just give up? Do you think he should check looking to check raise? Do you think he should bet 1,700 for about touch less than half pot? Do you think he should pot it? Or do you think he should rip it all in for about three times the size of the pot? Take a second, think about it, and let me know in the comment section below what you would do. In this spot, I think we really only have Two good options. I think checking to check fold is not a good option because even though the flush draw missed and the opponent's going to call with a whole lot of made hands, well, the opponent could just have a flush draw, right? And if they did have a flush draw, they are going to be highly inclined to fold to any bet at all. And since Brad does not have any clubs, it is slightly more likely the opponent does have a flush draw. So we're definitely not just giving up, I don't think, unless you can literally look and tell your opponent is going to not fold. Should we check raise? Definitely not. If you check and your opponent has king high busted clubs, well, that's a disaster. And if your opponent has a random six or an eight or a rivered five with something like ace five of clubs, that's a disaster. So we cannot check looking to check raise because there are a lot of marginal hands in the opponent's range that will not feel inclined to bet. So checking and giving up, out of the question. Check raising, out of the question. What about going all in? Should we ever rip it all in for 3x pot? I don't think so in this situation, just because Brad is not going to have the nuts very often at all in this spot. And every once in a while, the opponent is going to show up with something like 9-7 of clubs or just some splashy 9-7 of diamonds that decided to float the flop in position and then picked up a draw on the turn and then made the nuts on the river. Now, I realize a lot of players won't even play the 9-7 suited preflop, but in a lot of loose, splashy cash games, they will. They may even play 9-7 offsuit on the button. Also, the opponent could have 7-4 suited, right? They could have sets if they were the slow-playing type, right? So I don't think we want to be blasting in this spot, mainly because we have no or almost no combinations of straights in our range, and you don't really want to jam it all in for 3x pot with pocket queens because you really block the opponent's calling range. So I don't think we want to have any shoves in this scenario, or at least not very many at all. So that leaves pot or 1700. And this is where, again, you have to ask, how will the opponent presume I'm going to play a queen? Because I think that is what we want to try to represent at this point. And I think a medium bet is ideal. Now, a lot of people are very terrified to make a medium-sized bet for half pot in the spot with a hand like 7-2 because they think their opponent's just always going to call them if they have any sort of made hand. And, you know, maybe they will. If your opponent's going to look you up when they have 7-6 suited for you know third pair, then, yeah, you should probably use a bigger bet size. But I do think in this spot, a half pot bet is quite nice because when the draws, at least the flush draws, miss, I think a reasonable strategy in the spot is to either check with your marginal made hands like king-queen, or if you are looking for more value and you know, wanting to bluff as wide as you reasonably can, you definitely want to have some bets with hands like king-queen in this spot. And I think half pot's pretty nice. So anyway, 
The only good options here are pot or half pot. I don't think you want to do much else in this situation. Let's see what Brad does. It's not as if there was a card that was going to give us the winner, but this one isn't all that bad since we at least have removal to 9-7 and the flesh draw miss. I don't need to bet too much to get mediocre or high card hands to fold. Plus, sometimes when you go for the smaller sizing, it looks less like a bluff because it seems like you want to get called, which could, in a backwards way, induce more folds while we risk less. I go that route and fire a third barrel for 1700 I love it. Brad nailed it. He's probably going to get looked up by 7-6, but I like this bet size. I'm hoping it'll appear like I have top pair better, and perhaps I bet larger percentages of the pot on the flop and turn to charge flush draws. Then, when those missed, I'm trying to get paid with a made hand on the river. The button gets a sense that I'm going for value. This feels like a queen. Can't beat a queen. Well, that is. We get some good news that he doesn't have top pair and he's at least contemplating a fold. When you're playing at this table, the seven deuce is always at least in the back of your mind though. Yes, it would be, Paul. Don't even worry about that possibility. It's just too outlandish. We've got money flying at us from all different directions as we return the favor with seven deuce to win back everything we lost with pocket eights, plus a little more for our effort. Feels good to get that bluff through. Our play works out just as we drew it up. We were thinking one step ahead and it pays off. Wow, man. I never thought he'd bluff for that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Nice. It's a key win that comes when I really needed to get things going back in the right direction. That's exactly it. You make a half pot bet. Why would you ever bluff for half pot? Well, you're a good strong poker player. Good job. Good luck, Brad. Congrats on the win. Good luck, Brad. Good luck to all of you because I know you all are going to try that at home in your games. Don't be shocked when your opponent calls with a 7-6. But worked out for Brad this time. That's it for today. Click the like and subscribe button before you leave, and I'll talk to all of you next time.